Good evening, everyone. Today, Pentecost is the birthday of the church when Christ sends the Spirit and creates the church. And so, it's a great day. I simply want to walk through five reasons why I love the church today. I could have gave you 30, but I decided not to. I had to hold back, but I'm going to give you five. I want to start with this quotation from St. Cyprian, early church father. No one can have God for his father who does not have the church for his mother. Let me say it one more time. No one can have God for his father who does not have the church for his mother. Everyone, we should be filled with such great gratitude today for the Holy Catholic Church. That without the church, without the church, we don't understand God as father. And it's the church who guards us, protects us, and is with us on our way to heaven. So first, of the first of the five reasons why I love the church and why I think you should too, are the sacraments. Never in the church, as you know, this is much of, the, much of the stuff is pretty obvious, right? The church gives us the sacraments. That without the church, the sacraments don't take place, right? And the fullness of the sacraments are only found in the Catholic Church. Passed down through Jesus to the apostles. What does St. Padre Pio say about Mass, about the greatest sacrament of all? He says this, It'd be easier for the world to survive without the Son than to do without the Holy Mass. The church gives us the greatest gift of Jesus himself from baptism, opening the doors to salvation, washing away of original sin, to confirmation, being strengthened by the Holy Spirit, to the Eucharist, the body and blood of Jesus, of God himself, forgiveness of our sins and confession, when we have fallen short in our friendship with Jesus, we are anointed with oil in the times of sickness to be healed. We are given the gift of marriage to show the love of God to the world. And we are given the priesthood for this continuation, this possibility of the sacraments, of a personal encounter of Jesus himself among us. That's my first love of the church, everyone. The church as a living organism. Not just this building, but a mystical person, right? The body of Christ. Number two, I love the church because of the hierarchy. If you study world religions, I had to teach it this year. If you study world religions, it becomes very obvious most religions lack a hierarchy. Why is that a gift? 
It's a gift because it gives clarity about what to believe. In fact, who God is, right? It's not up to us to decide who Jesus is, what he said, what he did. We have the church. We have the hierarchy, the visible sign of the invisible reality of the church, right? The Holy Spirit being the heart of the church. And so we have the visible unity of the bishops and the pope. No small thing. We're human, right? We need human, physical reality. We're not angels. St. Thomas Aquinas says this, There is but one church in which men find salvation. Just as outside the Ark of Noah, it was not possible for anyone to be saved. Everyone, we're given this great gift of the church and the bishops and the pope so that we can be certain, not just, you know, think, we can be certain in how we are to be saved. We can be certain in what is the happy life. We can be certain, right, who God is. And that's given through the bishops and the pope. And that is beautiful. This clarity that the hierarchy gives us. Number three, moving on through, the unity of teaching. The unity of teaching, if you look at right Eastern religions in particular, it's like, what do they believe? I don't know. All the different branches believe a little different stuff. But the church, right, if we go anywhere in the whole wide world, you're going to find the same unity of teaching, of the faith, anywhere in the world. That doesn't happen by human means. Humans can agree on very little things, right? They basically, we did disagree on all sorts of stuff. It's a sign of the Holy Spirit. It's a sign of God that somehow we can go all over the world and get the same message, the same gospel truth of who Jesus is, right? The church is the guardian, the protector of the teaching. The Bible didn't drop out of thin air. It came through the church. How to understand scripture comes through the church. All the teachings are guarded protected, and proclaimed in the church, everyone. St. Augustine. St. Augustine is one of the greatest saints ever in the church, right? Lived in the 300s, and he had this humongous conversion, right? He lived a crazy life, and he then has this conversion into the Catholic church. And this is what he said about his belief. I would not believe in the gospel had not the authority of the Catholic Church already moved me. The gift of the church and her authority is a great comfort for us. Is a great comfort for us that we can know 
that what is taught is true. That we're not being led astray. It's not someone's opinion or liking. It's what God taught that he has given to the church to be given to us. The church, right, has a great gift that we believe that it cannot err in matters of faith. The church cannot err in matters of faith. It's impossible for the church to err in matters of faith. The church always teaches the fullness of faith. And so we can have great confidence, everyone, that to follow Christ is to follow the church. And if we follow the church, we will find Jesus. We will find Jesus. That's what the church promises us. Number four. Number four. Why I love the church, everyone, we have these great examples called saints. We have the saints as examples to show us, to inspire us what it looks like, right, when we live a Christ-like life. The saints, this, that's how we judge the church. We judge the church by looking at our saints who've lived a perfect life. Tertullian, he was immediately after the 100s, right after Jesus Christ, he wrote this. The blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. Everyone, it's the life of the saints in many ways. That is the fuel. The fuel for the church. That it's out of their blood, their life, their gift of holiness to the rest of us that helps us to continue to grow and flourish. The church has one foot in heaven and one foot on earth. She is made up of both sinner and saint. She is pure and in need of purification. She brings man to God and brings God to man. Everyone, the church has the saints has the saints. We can often see the church in its worst moments and say, the church, right, what, what's happening? And we can forget about the saints. <laughs> the saints show us the light of Christ in the world. St. Francis de Sales, he gives this little way of seeing the world. You learn to speak by speaking to study by studying, to run by running, to work by working, and just so you learn to love by loving. Everyone, how do we learn to love? We go to the examples of those who love the most, and that is the saints. (laughs) The saints have showed us how to love God, how to live a life of holiness. And so we go to them, We ask the saints, right? And we find friend. We can find friends with the saints. People just like us who've lived extraordinary lives. Number five, because the church is made up of sinner and saints, everyone, the fifth reason why I love the church is it's the refuge of sinners. 
that the church is the refuge of sinners, the church is home to the sinner. That the place, the very home in which the sinner abides is the church. Right? The fact is, the truth is, God, right? The church welcomes sinners. Jesus came not for the healthy because they don't need a doctor. He came for the sick and the sinners. And so he gives us the church, right? If only we would come to understand when I was praying about this, I was just simply baffled that we can forget so easily that the church is meant for sinners. And because we misunderstand this, we distort what the church is. Many of you might have heard this when it was actually said, I'll tell you who it was at the end. There are not a hundred people in America who hate the Catholic Church. There are millions of people who hate what they wrongly believe to be the Catholic Church, which is, of course, quite a different thing. That's Archbishop Fulton Sheen. That everyone, if we really understand that the purpose of the church is to love and welcome the sinner, to walk with them on the way to salvation, that's how we truly understand the church. It's not something created by our own will, but it's something God has given us. And so, right, our hearts should be moved to great love and conversion around this idea that the church welcomes the imperfect, the sick, the suffering. St. Boniface, whose feast day is tomorrow, right? The saint, the patron saint of Germany, he says this. The church in her voyage across the ocean of this world, the church is a great ship being pounded by the waves of life and its different stresses. Our duty is not to abandon ship, but to keep her on course. Everyone, I end with this. Our work is not to abandon the church. It's not to leave the ship. We are saved by staying in the ship, in the church. That when times get difficult, that's not the time to leave. That's the time to double down that the church is the place where we're saved, that the church is the place where we find Jesus. We stay in the ship, everyone, because where you find the church, you find Jesus. And where you find Christ, you find the church. They're always together. And so this day, we give thanks to God for giving us the church and the many reasons that we love the church as Catholics, the body of Christ, the people of God. On Monday is the feast day of Mary, the mother of the church. 
And so we ask for her intercession in a particular way this week. We ask for a greater love for the church every day of our life. Mary, the mother of the church, pray for us.